0: Welcome back to Scarlet and Mays. I'm Adam. This is Zach. Hi. Michigan is on a COVID pause uh, after yeah. having eight guys play against Rutgers. And then we're down to five scholarship players. They were down a few coaches against Michigan State. Purdue is already officially canceled for Tuesday night as well. They're supposed to go, of all schools, to uh, against Illinois on Friday. We'll see if that happens. Honestly, I kind of hope not. Whatever. Wow. Doesn't
1: matter. They're, they're catching this COVID pause right now, which honestly sucks because they're, they're going to try and reschedule these games like they did last year. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to cram in games against Michigan State, Illinois, and Purdue. Those are three of the best teams in the conference. Yep. Wow. Yep. That's rough.
0: It's, it is uh, not ideal. I don't, I don't even think they're going to be able to make up all of them, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, we'll we see.
0: Ohio State. Went to Indiana, yeah. and lost 67 to 51. After I said I didn't think Trace Jackson Davis was that good, yeah,
1: he played really well. And I mean, Ohio State had a really bad night shooting. They shot 30% from the field when they've been shooting almost 50% on the season, and yeah. it's just a rough night on the road. I think they, I think they're still trying to like work out some of the the rust on their gears from the COVID pause, and then. They bounced back against Northwestern. E.J. Liddell, who had been struggling shooting the last couple of games, he hit five threes he sh- in the first five minutes of the game. he It was five minutes into the game when he shot the fifth three. So it was right. like five minutes and two seconds into the game he had five threes. Finished with 34 points and five, a career high with 34 points and five blocks. Um, Ohio State in general also shot 44%. Dis- from the three-point line, despite their best shooting shooter, Arns, being 0 for, 0 for 5. Um, I really like the way Branham's c- coming along, the two freshmen. Um, he's just been balling out. Double figures the last three games, 24 points against Northwestern. He's just getting more comfortable, and I think he's like had that willingness for him to drive to the basket and attack and finish at the rim and draw fouls. Has been really great in addition to the team. He had 13 of his 24 points against the Northwestern. Came with the free throw line, Man. and yeah, I just I, I like the Buckeyes. guys. I like the way I like the way they played against Northwestern. Shooting the ball really well. I, it's just it's just nice when you have a team that everyone on the team shoots from the three really well. Like there's not I, I don't know if I couldn't name a bad shooter from three
0: three point line that plays significant minutes. Right. I uh, I warned you then. About Northwestern, yeah. that it might not be a, a rollover game. They beat Northwestern 95-87.
1: Yeah, it was. I think it was closer than it looked. Ohio State was up double digits almost the whole game. They, you mean it wasn't
0: as close as it?
1: Yeah, it wasn't as close yeah, as yeah. it looked. They were up almost. They're up double double digits almost the whole game. They came out really hot and came had a big lead real early. And Northwestern was shooting the ball well too, but they were never able to. Like I think that might have been the closest they came to making a comeback since the beginning of the game was within eight points at the end of the game. I think they
0: might have been at six at one point, actually. Yeah. So EJ Liddell went three for 12, 11 points against Indiana, while Trace Jackson Davis went uh, had 27 and 12 with five blocks. I mean, it's just a rough outing on the road. But then during the Northwestern game, you texted me and just said, Liddell. (laughs) So then I looked it up. I mean, like you said, 34 points, five of seven from three, started out five for five. Five blocks. Uh, goodness gracious. they Ohio State maybe was fortunate to have Liddell go off like that in this game though if it still it wasn't a blowout. Um yeah, yeah. I still think Ohio State is really good, but long term it seems like they're just so many games are close. I don't know. Ken Palm only has them at number twenty one. But they also have Liddell as the current National Player of the Year that's what I was going to say, yeah. Uh, So it should be interesting down the stretch. Uh, Because we're not sure when Michigan plays next, we're just going to preview Ohio State's next games at number 23, Wisconsin on the 13th, and versus Penn State in Columbus on January 16th.
1: Yeah. So Ohio State has beat both these teams already. It's surprising I looked at the schedule to see who had next, and... Um, Wisconsin was actually one of their biggest wins of the season, one of the games that hasn't been close. They won by 18. But I do think Wisconsin's drastically improved. I don't think they've lost since that game. I could be wrong, though. Um, but they're just a different team from the season. I think the Buckeyes will struggle on the road again, just like against Indiana. I think they'll just come up just short against Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. But then they'll bounce back against Penn State. Penn State's not that good. They already, They beat Penn State on the road, I think, It'll be even easier at home. They'll blow up. They'll blow up Penn State.
0: Yeah, I Wheeler okay. another chance to get back in his old team. It's fun that we're on the same page. I just said uh, the Troll Center is a tough place to win. Yeah, and I think Wisconsin's going to win in a close game. Uh, if Ohio State does win that game, it'll be fun to see how much EJ Liddell scores. Yeah. Uh, so I'm taking Wisconsin with the win, and then Ohio State's going to beat Penn State again because Penn State sucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's all we have for basketball because Michigan yeah. uh, is down to now two players, probably. So, whatever. But, football coaching hypothetical. Do either of us feel differently about Harbaugh potentially leaving Michigan? I completely disregarded it last time, and I think you're mostly with me. Yeah. Do Do you feel different at all about Harbaugh potentially leaving? Um... I- I was
1: surprised by the rumors that actually seemed like they had weight to it. He had said to the um, was it the recruit's parent that mm-hmm. he said that he would listen to NFL offers. I doubt he goes anywhere this year. I don't feel that differently about it. Um, I do think someday it makes sense for Harbaugh to end up back in the NFL. I just don't think it makes sense right now coming off his best season.
0: Yeah, I mean, so he said that he's going to listen to NFL offers and that if he went then this player would have his first contact in the NFL already, like he would be his first contact. Yeah. Uh, with Whatever. I'm, I'm actually getting a little worried. Um, a lot of people think he's still going to end up back at Michigan, but, I mean, just the thought of it being open-ended like that is a yep. little scary. Um, I've, I've read that because Harbaugh is 58 years old, this is probably the last time he's going to really look around. Uh, so it kind of makes sense to make sure of your next move. Last year showed that maybe he's not untouchable, even at Michigan, where he was like the golden boy when he first came in. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of when Beeline was looking at the NBA his last two years. Like, he he pulled himself out of the Pistons race. because Like, he gave the Pistons a deadline, and then that date came, and he just said, oh, I'm going back to Michigan. They hired Dwayne Casey. I think they were always going to hire Dwayne Casey, but yeah. he was just like, I don't want it to affect recruiting and whatever, and then he ended up leaving the next year. As we all know, um, but it's really like I think that Harbaugh is going to move on this year, or he's going to retire at Michigan. I hope yeah, I hope I, he stays. I think he stays. I don't we'll necessarily see.
1: I don't necessarily agree with that, just because of his he has a resume in the NFL that was really successful. I think um, what he's done at Michigan hasn't been bad, and I don't think that would be a knock against him if he wanted an NFL job. I think if he wants to go to the NFL, he'd get he'd get an, he'd get. He'd have that opportunity every single offseason if he wanted to.
0: I, I think that he might have that opportunity, but I also think the window for their interest to him would be closing as he gets older. That's true. Because, you know, like if he hits 70... Right, but he's only 58. That's 12 years from now. Yeah. I know, I'm just saying, 70, I feel like you're not. You're definitely not going to hire a 70-year-old guy to coach your team, yeah. right? But it's so like where yeah, on do the think, scale...
1: I do think it would ha- probably happen in the next... Probably closer to three years, but maybe five years. But past that, he didn't, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think if he leaves, it'll be now, and I hope he doesn't leave. Yeah. Uh, Even if he does stay, and he like even if he came out and said, I'm staying, I want to retire at Michigan, we're still going to get rumors every year. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, So we decided because there's such little stuff to talk about right now, we're going to say, for me – if Harbaugh leaves, what's my realistic top 3 for replacements? And then for Zach, if Ryan Day left, who would your top 3? Yeah, they both they both had rumors about them
1: going to the NFL. A lot of people want to say Ryan Day is going to the Bears. I don't think there's a chance that happens, but yeah.
0: I also didn't think there was a chance Harbaugh was going to leave.
1: But it just seems weird that Ryan Day has made all these coaching changes already this offseason. It just seems weird. Why do that other than just peace out?
0: I mean, Harbaugh's interviewing people for the D-line coaching position too. Yeah, Still, but we'll see. Uh, if Harbaugh leaves, my realistic top three candidates for replacement. So this is in no real order. But one is Josh Gaddis. He's familiar with the college game. He's familiar with Michigan. He'd probably be good for recruiting stability yep. within the current class and stuff. Uh, it's funny, just like Harbaugh, last year everyone hated him, this year everyone loves him, he won the Broyles Award, Harbaugh won the Coach of the Year <laughs> Award, whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know that there's much to say other than uh, he's been around. Um, I Then Mike Hart could become offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator could stay the same, Yeah. whatever. Um, again, this is in no real order, but <clears throat> second, Mike Hart... Mm. I don't want him to be the top choice. To me, it's kind kind of like the Jawan type hire. Yeah, uh, he hasn't been a head coach, but he's been a successful assistant. Yeah, I like Mike McDonald, but I don't know how much I would want him to take over the whole program. Just I'm, just because I'm I'm not sure of his understanding everything about the college game to run an entire program. Yeah,
1: I have a similar honorable mention for the same reasons I didn't put him on my top three. Mm. Yeah,
0: but. Uh, I mean, what do I know? Not as much as Mike McDonald. Whatever. So, (laughs) Josh Gaddis, Mike Hart, in no real order. Uh, Cade McNamara, hear me out. (laughs) You can keep him around while still making J.J. McCarthy the starting quarterback. He's a great leader, great motivator. He can fire up the locker room. No, for real, I was having a hard time thinking of a third. Uh, I came up with Mark Stoops. Because oh, yeah. he's done pretty well at Kentucky, for yeah. it, especially for it being Kentucky, and he's a pretty good recruiter. I would take Mark Stoops over Matt Campbell, for instance. Yeah. Like People say, oh, Matt Campbell, he lost a lot this year, but he's at Iowa State. I would say Mark Stoops is at Kentucky, and I think he's had more wins. Yeah, They've played more tough teams. If I had to put an order on it – so it's funny. I had a hard time thinking about a third that I could get myself excited about that's realistic – but if I had to put an order on it, I might even say my first choice would be Stoops, second Gaddis, third Mike Hart, yeah, fourth Kate McNamara. <laughs> I do like Stoops a lot. I, that's one name that I'd even seen
1: um, when some some bullcrap rumor about Ryan Day leaving. Um, Mark Stoops was a name that I saw that somebody was saying that would they would like as a hire at Ohio and I wouldn't mind that at all either. Yeah, but not on my list. Yeah. Okay, so my number one on my list is, he has no connection to Ohio State at all, but I just think he's done a great job at, this is his first year at South Carolina, Shane Beamer. Um, I just think he's been really impressive. He took a, I think they were 3-9 and nine team to a winning record, and South Carolina just is bad. They're bad, and they have a winning record this year. I think I think that was really impressive. And now he's bringing in Spencer Rattler, a solid transfer, a top recruit. He played well at Oklahoma, despite being benched this year. I still think he's a solid quarterback. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what he does this next year. But I just love his attitude. I saw an interview of him recently, and I just was like, I love this guy. And I think it was awesome. He was willing to do the Mayo bath in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, and he just he just seems like a a guy a great guy that just loves football and loves. He also almost place. took a
0: concussion for the Mayo.
1: <laughs> um, number two on my list, and this is no real order for me either. Um, number two is obviously Luke Fickle, that uh, honestly seems like he's either a Cincinnati head coach for life, or he's just waiting for Ryan Day to leave and to take a job. I wonder with Luke
0: Fickle if if Ryan Day says no to the NFL, and he's like, no, I want to retire at Ohio State. Notre Dame just hired a new coach. Yeah. Ohio State has a coach. Is he, he going to stay at Cincinnati, or would he be like, forget I mean, it, I'm going to move on to they're a moving bigger up, school?
1: they move up to the Power Five. He's been really <clears> successful. <throat> I know he's a family man and, like, doesn't want to move around a lot. He's got a lot of kids. and
0: Maybe the worst of the Power Five conferences, especially once Texas and Oklahoma leave. But Texas and Oklahoma didn't make the Big 12 better this
1: year. So um, well, That's a good point. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I I think Luke Fickle would be a great hire. Um, although he was 6-7 and seven, his interim year with Ohio State in 2011, they had a lot of guys that unexpectedly left for the draft or transferred or were suspended, and he also had a true freshman quarterback starting. He's also th-
0: winless against Michigan, so I'm yeah. for it.
1: <laughs> well, all, I, I, it was closer than the game should have been, to yeah. be honest. But um, I just think I mean, at, this point, at this point, it really feels like he's either Cincy he for life or he's waiting for the Ohio State job to open up. Or if Ryan Day is there for a really long time, maybe he just ends up being Cincy for life because he, the Ohio State job never opens up. And right. um, But I do think he would be a great coach at Ohio State. He's done a phenomenal job at Cincinnati and turned them around, and they're a consistent um, competitor for the American Conference. Now they're going to join the Big 12. and see how they fare there. I don't think it'll be interesting. Number three for me is Mike Vrabel, who has uh, been really successful at Tennessee. He was a great player in the NFL, former Buckeye, um, I think that could benefit him in recruiting, being su- so successful at the NFL, coaching and playing. Um, and I just think if – I don't know if he is interested in the college game, but I think if he was interested, Ohio State would be the team to go to. And I just think Mike Rabel would, ha- would do a well, good job there.
0: And I, I like Mike Rabel. The one thing I think of whenever I hear Mike Rabel's name is yeah. I, when he was uh, – because he used to be an assistant at Ohio State, right? Yeah. Uh, I read about he would walk through the locker room and he would literally be dripping in, like, icy hot. <laughs> and it grosses me out. <laughs> and I don't want Mike Vrabel anywhere near college football <laughs> because of it. It's like if I saw him, I'd be like, yeah. yeah, and That's just a little too much. Uh, my honorable mention that I mentioned yeah. earlier
1: is Brian Hartline, who's the wide receivers coach, Former Buckeye got promoted. just got promoted, a successful wide receiver in the NFL as mm-hmm. well. He wasn't a star by any means, but he did have some solid years with the Dolphins, and yeah. Um, but yeah, he just got promoted to passing game coordinator. I think he's one of the best recruiters in college football. The wide receivers, since he's been there, like, Ohio State's wide receivers have always been good, but they've clearly taken another step up. with Once, with, once Zach he's, Smith left. Yes, once Zach Smith <laughs> left. Brian Hartline, once he's been there, they've taken a step up. He has recruited better, and in my opinion, developed better, the wide receivers at Ohio State, and I just think the players love him. I always like when he when it was announced that he was promoted to passing game coordinator. There was players all over Twitter, former players, current players, just raving about how great Brian Hartline is. And I think I think he's a Buckeye for life. Honestly, like even if people start offering him other jobs, it really seems like the way he's talked at least and like throughout his years at Ohio State, it seems like like he could probably go be a coach somewhere else for a lot more money. Maybe at a different, maybe as offense coordinator, as something more expanded. But he doesn't seem like he has interest in that. Yeah, and I do think I do do think if Brian Hartline were to become the head coach, I would hope it would be a few years down the line where he has more experience as at an an expanded role. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, Tweet of the week. Um,
1: Mine is. E.J. Liddell, this is from Ohio State on Big Ten Network, the Twitter account. is the first D1 player with 30 points, 5 blocks, and 5 threes in a game since at least 2010, and he just balled out against Northwestern. That was, it was really fun to watch. Yeah. The, the fifth three hit, I was just like, there's no way, and that was right when I texted you. Yeah, he's,
0: he's really good, and yeah. that really bums me out. Mine is <laughs> uh, from Patrick Barron. I've decided that the real national championship is the friendships we made along the way. Not conference championships, though. Those are still real. <laughs> it's like, it was a great season. I mean, yeah. you know, I'd take it.
1: Yeah, it was a great season. Congrats to Michigan. It sucks they couldn't
0: do anything in the playoffs. At least they scored some points. I agree. There's a, I mean, there's a rumor that part of Harbaugh coming back to Michigan would be requiring more NIL yeah. stuff, more support staff, more, so. The NIL he, stuff. He wants to, he knows about the talent gap. He wants to get over the hump. He wants all that stuff. So they better friggin' keep him. They yeah. better get that stuff for him. Because uh, just like uh, we talked about it before, I was asked about the national championship game. I was like, I don't care. I've yeah. seen this movie. I don't want to see it again. Yeah. It's boring. Whoever wins, I'm just like,
1: dang it.
0: Let's, <laughs> let's let Ohio State, let's take the weight off their shoulders of being always being the best school in the Big Ten. Michigan already relieved that pressure this year. Let's, you know... <laughs> Keep that burden <laughs> off of them. Oh man! It, uh, it, the, it,
1: speaking of the nil stuff, um, I saw on Twitter that I don't know who the guy was. I'd never heard of him, Is starting some? Basically, a fan ran like you can donate to them, and they're gonna play. They're gonna pay Ohio State players through like they'll have to do charity work, basically. I think, and then they'll get paid money. And it's funny because Cardale Jones is gonna be like basically yeah. the GM of it. I just think it's really fun. I think it'll be huge for Ohio State and the whole NIL stuff. They already lost players like Quinn Ewers and did Cardell Jones friends. ever get a degree?
0: Yeah, he did. I mean, he didn't come to play school. He did. So he
1: put yeah, he put that tweet on his uh, graduating oh cap too. It was really funny. The what yeah, a guy. We didn't come to college to play school. Whatever. We didn't come to Ohio State to play school. Yeah, yeah. And that that's why Ohio Cardinal State Jones. has been more successful. Cardell Jones looks like the grown-up version of Kid President, but. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, <laughs> with that, buy your snacks, your chip dip at Quality Dairy. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Go Blue. Go Buckeyes.